Hey, how's it going, generational best men? Uh, this is Dads Become Better Dads, Men Become Better Men, and Husbands Become Better Husbands. Today, we have a special guest, and we are recording. I'm not sure if I ever post the actual live video of it, but we may. I'm so nervous. I don't know um, As you can tell, this isn't the normal Bob. Uh, this is my wife, Samantha. She's here with me. I can't hear that. You gotta speak up a little. Sorry. Hi. Tell a little about yourself, just quick, just a little about small, myself? small, small intro. Yeah. I'm married to William Grant Harrington, and we have a little baby named Briggs. And I'm a nurse, and I have my own business now. We live in Missouri, and I don't know. Two truths and a lie. Two truths on the spot. On the spot. <laughs> okay. uh, um, no one, no one can guess, but Briggs, but okay. Um, we'll say there's a guest, guest vote out there. Okay, I had never been to the zoo until I was nineteen. Um, I'm a shy person, <laughs> and what's another truth? Have you just told them? Oh. <laughs> Well, there goes that. You know, you know, the lies already been said in the first two. We tried our best. So, which one was the lie? I didn't even tell the lie yet. Oh wait, yeah, I did. It was I'm, I'm shy. a shy person. Yeah, I'm not really. I thought so, maybe you'd give it away since I'm nervous. Yeah, you are pretty nervous. No, I didn't I give did. it away. Um, but today we are talking about a few different things. First, we're just catching y'all, catching y'all up on life. Um, me and my dad, we've talked about doing podcasts over and over and over again. And, We'll say it, we'll do it, we'll get ready, and then life comes up and we make the excuse. And that's just the truth. So, um, as, as I say, I'm, I'm pretty real when it comes to it. But the cool thing is, as you can hear, we have another guest with us <laughs> right now. Uh, we have Briggs Harrington. Briggs, say hey. Okay. He'll say hey in a little bit, don't you worry. But... We just, uh, it's just really cool. Um, when I started this podcast, and Sam remembers it, it was me and my dad, and we were just wanting to impact one person. We were wanting to do this for one day. I, if you go back and listen to episode one, you'll hear me say, uh, when I become a dad, you know, I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better man. I want to be a better husband. And I'm not sure when that day will come when I'm a dad. And then, like, literally a week or two later, um, Maybe then was it the next day? Yeah, I think so. Because it was a Thursday. Because we recorded on a Wednesday. We recorded on a Wednesday. Me and, oh, me yeah, and my dad. Yeah. And so he told me on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It might have been the next day I found out that Sam was pregnant. I can't remember the episode. Will tell you, but it was so so divine, so so crazy that I talked about being a dad one day and preparing myself for it. And we had started this right before that, and generational best men came into existence and. Little Briggs was right there too from the beginning, and this, that's what this is all about. We always talked about how this is just something. Even if no one ever listens to it, mm-hmm. it's for the future grandkids, the Sorry, of my dad. Hey, I mean, even ours uh, can one day listen to that it. That makes me feel old. Even Briggs' kids, I guess, one day could listen to it. That makes us. That's crazy to think about, but one day they will. And so, but that, that's what it was all about. Yeah. Um, 
that's what it was all about. It was just having some recording just to show. And si- since our last episode in February, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't begin to start where all things have happened. I know, I know me and my dad, we have a few different topics we want to discuss. And we're going to get on here and get back at it here soon. But uh, today... Are you going to introduce them to the baby? I already said hey. I, uh, I introduced Briggs already. you got to show them. Oh, well, uh, yeah, you can't see. We may record it, on, upload it on YouTube. We may not, but we do there have an opportunity. Is there little is a little, little golden child, Briggs. Um, okay. Little man, he just woke up from a nap. We were planning on recording before or during his nap, and then he decided he wanted to be a part of it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wanted to be a part of it? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's a part of it now, and that's what it's going to be. So if it bothers you, see you next time. <laughs> uh, like we said, this is this is for us. If someone listens to it, great. If someone doesn't, I hope hope the best for you. There you go. Um, today, we, I know what our topic's going to be about in a little bit is going to be. Sorry, little man staring, but he it's going to be the the purpose of practice. That's what I want to talk about later. But before we get into that, um, Sam, so let's tell a little about us, a little our history, your side of the story, my side of the story, and just kind of where it all started and how and how you see it's going. And just, yeah, give a little insight to who you are and what you do, your business, and why you want to become better. And do you want things. me to say how we met? Yeah, and then I'll, then I'll correct the story because you know it'll probably be a little eh. Uh, no comment. Okay. Okay, so in the summer of 2018, I got the chance to go on a mission trip to Haiti. And I'm, I guess, you want me to do the short version? Yeah, make it okay, make, make make rather quick. Okay. Um, and Grant was there on an internship for three months. And I was kind of anti-boys at the time. I was not looking for anyone because I just was not into it at the time. Um, but he gave us a tour, our group a tour, and he had, like, the long hair, you know. And it got me. It did. It got me. Um, but I did know or find out very quickly that he had a girlfriend. So I was like, okay, fine. So went about the trip. Um, we, a bunch of us, played a game of basketball one time. And he claims. Claims. He broke my ankles. Now, here's the thing. Me and my friend Cassidy played against him and um, another guy named Dalton, and we beat them. We did. Okay. We like did. I said, I'll tell my story in a second, y'all. You can ask Cassidy. We, we won. Um, and he says he wasn't trying, but he was. So, anyways, that happened. Um, we were all just friends. It was no big deal. Then, later on, um, they had to leave Haiti because of some political unrest. So, I reached out. I slid in his DMs. Oh, that's what I did. However, I slid in all my friends' DMs that I met there, and I was just like, hey, hope you're doing good. Um, I did. Okay. And I just said, I hope you're doing well, you know, stay safe, yada, yada. Well, then he started messaging me back and um, soon realized he did not have a girlfriend anymore. And so we kind of just chatted, like, not, like, anything crazy, but we're just, like, starting to get into deeper conversations. Do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no. the receipts. Uh, me too. I can pull them up if y'all if y'all, if y'all want proof of what happened. I can show. I'm telling them the truth. Did okay. I? I slid right. in your. Is that a different thing? No, you didn't. No, you slid okay. in your DMs. So, um, 
we were chit-chatting, whatever. Well, finally, we start to just talk a little more. We finally get each other's number. We're not on Facebook Messenger anymore. Um, get each other's number. We start talking. Well, you know, I didn't know the ins and outs of the relationship, but I just wanted to give him time to move on because it's not usually a good thing to just jump right back into another relationship. And I really wasn't sure where he stood anyways. But um, I was come like, this is like September, October now. I'm like, all right. I'm going to convince him to come up to Kansas City. So I convinced him, him and his friends, to come to Kansas City. Um, and they came to a Chiefs football game. And him and his friends stayed in Kansas City for the weekend with me and my friend Cassidy. And we had the best time. It was a lot of fun. Was it fun? It was pretty it fun. It was a great weekend. Yeah. And um, we had a talk. And I said, okay, are we going to be more serious or are we not? And Grant said, yeah, we're going to be more serious. It's like, okay. And then I flew there the next month. And it was, like, the last day that I was there, and he still hadn't asked me, like, if I was going to be his girlfriend. So, finally, I was like, Grant, listen, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to need you to either ask me to be your girlfriend, or I'm not going to fly here again, because this is a lot of work. And I was just, like, waiting and waiting and waiting, you know. Like, it was, like, six months now since, like, eight months since I met him. Probably five, five months, six months since we, like, had began having conversations. And these conversations in October and November, December were on the phone for hours. They weren't just little conversations. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, they were. And so finally he was like, well, no, no, no. I want you to be my girlfriend. And that's basically how that was. And we've been together since. Got married. Got engaged a year later. M- married a year and a half later. Baby. 10, 11 months later. And now we're here. That's how we met. And you That's how me, we met, yeah. You asked me a couple other questions. That's a couple other questions. I'm a first correct term met story, so I did break your ankles, and I we did uh, happen to uh, destroy her in basketball, her and Cass. Okay. And I was Steph Curry on the court, and you can ask all my buddies in Haiti. I can give you the numbers because there's probably video proof somewhere. But, um, and then after that, the other thing is, um, <laughs> the rest of the story I, I, could, I consider pretty accurate. You know, I won't correct everything she said. But what am I lying about? Accurate. Tell him. Um. Mm-hmm. You did say, "Hey, you can be." You you did ask me a couple of things, like, "Hey, you you got to date me, or I'm not coming back." And we said, "Okay, well, let's date." <laughs> I mean, that's how <laughs> that's it went. That's really how that went. And then we ate Mexican food. And Episodes. We bonded over that. Episode was great. Um, and then so a couple other things, just kind of from there, you know, is uh, first I'm gonna kind of continue from that. The other big things that happened, they kind of get me to who I am today is a lot of things that she she pushed me and made me into a better person and just made me into the man I am um, she so I was talking about 75 hard thinking every podcast I mentioned it and the first time we did it she pretty much walked me through the, the first 35 days I'd say mm-hmm. if not 45 something like that where she woke me up in the morning she took my progress picture she meal prepped all the meals. She got me. She said, "Let's go work out now. Let's go work out now." Mm-hmm. And all that stuff was all from her. Then, then the last thirty days, I she, she had to go home for something, and I was here, and so I was like, maybe not in the last thirty, maybe the last two three weeks. But you started to and like so have I more actually started to, do, to it do it myself and get it done, and that's kind of. But honestly, she spurred that forward because I did not want to work out. I was content with my myself my laziness and just who I was. So that was a lot of who changed, who, who, who helped change me. And, 
and it was just really I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for her and just all she's done for me and then all we do for each other now. And so, yeah, a little more about her is um, I'll her kind of to go over it a little bit, however much she wants to. Is she really started a business. Um, if you want to say anything about it, you can go ahead. Okay. So um, when I was pregnant with him, we moved back home, and I was talking to my sisters. I'm a nurse. Um, my background in nursing is pediatrics. I've been working in a pediatric ICU for the last five years, four and a half, five years. And then um, my sisters, I have two – I have technically four older sisters, but the oldest two are 13 and 14 years older than me, and they've both been nurses for, like, a long time, a long time. And um, so we were talking. We were like, well, what can we do to use our – nursing experience and uh so my sister Rachel kind of like thought about this idea about IV hydration and so we started researching it and we decided um that would be really cool to do so we kind of just thought about it and then it just started happening slowly um so we opened a business in Blue Springs Missouri it's called Gen 3 which is actually you know what I never thought until this moment generational best man oh uh, yeah I had third generation yeah okay Gen- so, yeah wow um, so we are third generation sisters. Our grandma was a nurse and our mom was a nurse and then we are nurses. And then there's three of us. So we named it Gen 3 IV Hydration and Wellness. And we do IV hydration, um, just like regular fluids. We have vitamin infusions we can do and we do injections. We have a green light machine. My sister does wellness coaching and um, we do something called compression therapy. So we really enjoy it, and it's uh, more of just like a preventative, more holistic way of taking care of our bodies. Um, and yeah, we just opened that up last month, and we've been pretty busy. So I'll be getting an infusion probably right after this thing ends. So because I had COVID, y'all probably, I mean, I think I was doing this podcast right after right when I mean, we're doing this You're podcast. This I don't know. I mean, I, well, since I've had this podcast, which I don't know when, February, yeah. You so, had COVID last August? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sometime in August, uh, I had COVID and I lost my smell. I like it was like, it's been like a year and something. A year and a, almost a half. Almost two years? Or almost? Yeah. You had it last August. It's October. So a year. A and year two, and two, two three months. months. Okay. So it's been a little bit. But I haven't been able to smell right. Things just smell weird. Like yesterday, Briggs had a blowout and I couldn't mm-hmm. smell it. I just, I just couldn't. I just, the only reason Through I noticed. It was through his back. It was through the back, everything. I mean, it was, it was a picture of a blood you see, like where you take them outside and get a hose and spray them. I thought about doing it, but I didn't because. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. But uh, the only reason I knew he had one was because I felt it. He was sitting on my lap. (laughs) So, yay. But it was great and he's awesome. We started giving him bananas and he loves, or banana, a little mush, you know, a little Gerber food or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a little. Mush up, mash up stuff. Mm-hmm. Pureed, is that the word? Yeah, I guess. And so, yeah, anyways, but yeah, I can't smell. And so there's this infusion that apparently helps with senses. And I will let you know if it's it working. And, and it's supposed to, well, Sam's going to give you disclosure about this. <laughs> I um, am, because it's not necessarily, it's been, I mean, it's called ALA alpha lipoic acid. It's not something that. It's been proven that it works, but people since having COVID have tried it, and it has worked for some people, not everyone. Some might not get it. It might not work, but it does work for some, so we're going to see. We're going to see if it works, and if it does, I'll let you know. If it doesn't, I'll let you know. Like I said, it's not the sole purpose of this one. It just happens to help us, Mm -hmm. so it could be cool. Um, 
Um, what else besides that I wanted to ask you? What is so for you? You know, uh, we're gonna get in. We're gonna kind of slowly kind of transition into our topic for the day. Well, if you don't mind, I'm gonna catch up a little bit on me and okay, things yeah, that going on. Okay, yeah, catch up on you. Uh, just a little brief catch up is so. In the last since February, I mean, there's been some big things me and Bob will talk about, and the power one more, and mm-hmm. that's just a big one that's been hitting our mind. Just you know, you never know the last chance you have to just say one more thing to somebody, and that's the reason we want to get this podcast back going. Is I don't know when's the when's the next time something's gonna happen or if something does happen. Uh, this is the last time I could say something, and I want to make sure that I leave everything unsaid, that I leave, um, that I've put everything out there, I've given everybody what I think is the knowledge that's been given to me and just the uh, headspace. And so uh, we'll get into that with Bob a little more of just one more and what that means to him, what that means to me and what that means to us. We had, um, we had, there was a passing in the family, uh, my dad's dad, and it's where generational best men started, which is so awesome to think about um, just from Pappy and who he, and who he was and being the mm-hmm. best man of my dad at his wedding and my dad being the best man at my wedding. And it's just, you know, super cool, super hard. Um, but at the same time, there's there's so much goodness in it and so much preparing, preparing mm-hmm. of the way, which kind of gets us into why practice, practicing in different ways. You know, you, you're practicing, you think it's, I think practice solely goes into sports, but there's so much more. There's relationships, there's the spiritual practice, there's the, like the business practice there's every little nook and cranny financial um there's so many different ways is you need to start practicing to prepare you because there's a purpose behind practice and so there's a lot of different things that have been happening that have just prepared right now i'm on 75 hard for the second time or third time fourth time this past year if you ask her it's the i've been on 75 all, 75 hard all year 75 to life 75 to life hey isn't there a song like that and so I think there is. Uh, I feel I, like it's like, I don't like know. an old one, like a 2000s hip hop or something. They'll think of it. Just let me know. Someone can message me. Um, we may have to pause here in a second. Um, I think he's going to be getting a little hungry, but we're going to keep rolling for now. Um, we'll just see what happens. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's going on in my life. Setting up hard. And so I'm on the second round of it. I got 40 something days in. And that's when uh, Pappy passed away. And I just. I just wanted to be intentional with my family and be there in those moments and not be worried about other things. And so I decided to intentionally quit and then got back on it right when I got back home. And like I said, we'll talk more about that probably in the next podcast we record just to just to share it's been on a hard about that and, you know, just leave everything out there. Say what you need to say, do what you need to do, and just give it all you got. So that leads me to I'm on day 40 something 46 47 48 of uh, setting up hard this time I got like 20 something days 25 days left I think mm-hmm. so getting close um, but at the same time it's a, it's a program for your mind that's going to be applicable to life that's going to change one of the things I did this time that was different and just really helped me grow was that I decided in this time I had five things I was going to make sure I was doing this for so one of them, the biggest ones I always keep going back to is who I am at the end of this and who I am during this is who I'm going to be when I finish this. I'm not going to be the same person. I'm not going to be the same person I was before. I heard in a book called The Power, one more, um, about setting, uh, you know, setting the temperature to what it is. You know, if, if your temperature, like say we're a thermostat, let's just say that, okay? 
and I, my temperature is set at 72. No matter what I do, whether it's a, a hot season and I'm on fire, I'm going, I'm rocking, I'm rolling, I'm going to naturally slowly revert back to that 72 because that's where I'm set. Or if, I, if it's cold, you know, and it's, I'm going to get back to that 72. And for me, how I relate that uh, physically, like with my body, was my body typically sits at like 225, 230-ish. And like weight. Weight, yeah. You don't want to make it sound like temperature. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You'd be. Uh, I'll mention physical, sorry. I'm alive. Um, and so 225, 230, it's kind of usually how I sit out physically. And, and that's not a problem. It's not a bad thing. It's just I feel like there's a different. Uh, that's not really. That weight for me isn't strong and it's mm-hmm. not um, that's a good way to say it yeah mm-hmm. it's not strong it's it's just kind of a health it's, it's not, it's not yeah, as healthy it's, as you can be yes yeah. um and so i was like okay well it's be something different so uh last time i did 75 hard i got down to like 185 and that wasn't attainable in the long run of things it could be if i wanted it to be but i kind of know now hey i slowly just went back to that 225 after it so what I want to do now, though, is, hey, right now I'm at 201 to 205, kind of depending on the week. And so that's kind of what I range in, and I want to stay at this because I want this to be my new temperature. I, instead of being that 72 I always sit at, I want to sit at that 85, 90, whatever it is. You know, I want to stay in that realm so that when things are up or things are down, it's always going to go back to that 90. I don't want to ever go back to that 72. I want to be that new person. That 2.0 becomes a 1.0. That's what I called it. And so that's kind of what's been on my mind a lot recently. Um, and that's what's been going on in my mind, uh, head, mind, body, soul, spirit, etc. Um, met some good dudes up here and been doing that. So that's been awesome. Just building some community up here in Missouri. Uh, last time I talked, I think it was February and I had moved up here two, three months. So met some great people up here and just been good to build some community and build some relationships and just help men become better men, dads become better dads and husbands become better husbands. Yeah. And so, yeah, so talking about the purpose of practice that's what we're that's what we're going about so sam mm-hmm. when you think of practice what do you think about you can be honest the first thing that comes to my head when i think of practice is um sports that's okay. the first thing because i practice so much in my young life mm-hmm. that um that's all i think the first thing i'm like oh softball basketball practice and sports for you you i know this but they don't know you I played softball, basketball, ran track, and played a little bit of volleyball every now and then, but I mostly played softball and basketball. A little collegiate softball. Yep, played college softball. Yep. And so, expand on practice. Practice was... Did you hate it? Did you hate it? No, I loved it. Okay. I did But I feel like, personally, in in the realm of sports, when we're talking about practicing for sports, I, um... I loved sports more than the average person, I would say. I never, I actually loved and, and enjoyed going to practice. I don't know if there's ever a day I regretted or didn't want to be going to practice. Um, so, for me, I feel like I just saw it a little different or see it a little different. But you practice to prepare for the game. And, you know, I think uh, practice is also where you learn other things. Like, you learn... Um, how to listen, how to be patient, mm-hmm. how um, to be better. You learn more about the people that you're playing with, um, and you prepare for the game, the, the big time. And so I think there's a lot of things about practice that um, are very good and that you can take away from, but people tend to dread it. But it's what's worth it. 
Because, and and like you said in there, in the middle of that was because at the end of practice, you know, the game happens, mm-hmm. and the game is the big thing behind the practice. And but that's what you're preparing for. That's what you're preparing yeah. for mm-hmm. every time. Um, and there's the you know the whole Allen Iverson. You know, we're talking about practice. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. You probably don't because you don't watch any kind <laughs> of TV. I know. I just have to laugh when people reference movies because I don't want to yeah. make them uncomfortable. So there's the where everybody's going to laugh because um, it's not a movie. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not a movie. Um, it is uh, Alan Iverson's a Hall of Fame basketball player who um, <laughs> and he missed a practice or something. I can't remember the whole story. Oh. I remember seeing a documentary and they were – and the reporters were asking him questions or something. And he was like, we're talking about practice? And everybody relates back to that. We're talking about practices. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> not a movie. Uh, it's not like Mike um, or anything. You haven't oh. seen that one? No? Okay. Yeah, never mind. Sorry. Guys, hopefully out there you'll get like Mike in that reference. I thought you were going to talk about Mike and Ike's. No, not Mike and Ike's. Uh, I like Mike and Ike's, but Zowers especially. Mm-hmm. But um, practice. And so... You spent a lot of time practicing, I mean, years and years and years. I remember your mom telling me a story early on was that you went to 6 a.m., whatever, chess practice or chess tournaments no, in the morning. Or was it, what was it? Pong. Ping pong tournaments. There it was. <laughs> I it, did before school. And so Sam just always was doing something, going somewhere. And just. And what do you what do you think that those little things, like whether, I mean, it could have been coaches in those practices, mm-hmm. but what do you think overall practices helped you develop? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I thought. Um, the big thing about practice, I think, was honestly how to be coachable. Now, that I don't feel like that just applies. Like, when you learn that trait, I don't think that um, that just applies to sports because you can be coachable in other ways of life because it allows you to have more patience for people, too. Um, and I also feel like it helps me to see, see the good in people. Like, my coaches would get upset with me, um, with everyone, but it was because they cared, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, I just think that I was able to learn, I mean, I just learned a lot from, from sports and practice in general, but just how to prepare, but that, that's, that practice is the most important part of what you are, your goal is. Like, if that was to win a national championship, the most important thing we had to do to get there was um, practice. Can you relate it back to something like not with sports or not yet? Like in life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like in marriage. We kind of mm-hmm. talked about this earlier when just you and I. But um, like when you like practice, like every day is practice, you know. Um, one day we're going to go through something maybe very hard. I mean, everybody does. Everybody has hard times in marriage and in life. And um, I think if you don't practice every day how to be intentional and communicate and um, love each other well um, then when those times come it might make or break you you or and or your marriage or it will just be even harder to go through because you don't know how to cope or talk about things you know a lot of people don't talk about things that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and um, I do think we are really good about doing that and um, when those times come like you're going to be forced to do that so I think that every day is practice for, who knows, good things, bad things. Just living with someone for the rest of your life, that's not an easy task. And you mentioned, you know, practice, you know, is every day in marriage, in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, some people out there are married, some people out there are friends, you know. 
uh, what do you think in relationships in general, like a way to, I mean, practice, I think you kind of hit on it, but what is the biggest, like, let's, let's go with marriage. Let's get to what we're talking about with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a good like way to practice and prepare yourself for just anything? Yeah. I think in marriage being as open as you possibly can. Um, yeah. I've heard stories before about like, oh, my husband or somebody's talking about whatever. Um, doesn't I don't know anything about that or he didn't tell me this, but I think like even the smallest details of your day, every day we ask each other like how was our day? But like truly like how was it? What do we do? You know? And we know everything about each other and what we've done and that day and we're really open about it. Um, we're not afraid of confrontation with each other. Um, now that does differ for me outside of marriage. I do struggle with that. <laughs> maybe something I need to work on but um I think you just you just have to bring it up and go through it together um yeah and I think for relationships when we first talk on marriage you know I think one of the most important things like things you can practice on a daily basis or like just every time you're home is just being just just intentional and being present Mm -hmm. um being in the moment and just practice being there because you know, sometimes you're 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 not gonna be there, and you just and all the time you've spent like preparing them and just showing them who they are, and just give them just let them know. Yeah, you agree, brother. Um, <laughs> but I just going back to that is just being intentional and being being in every moment and just letting. <laughs> like I said, my average one person, and that's just kind of what it is. And if you don't like baby screaming, then. We'll see you later. Okay, he's not screaming. He's talking. Yeah, he's talking because he has he has input. But uh, if you can understand it, please let us know. Uh, if you can translate it to uh, English, we'd love to, know. we'd love to know what he's saying. Uh, if you have that gift, that uh, talent, it'd be great. Um, I think it can be uncomfortable. Like people just don't want to be intentional or like let because when you're intentional, you kind of let a little bit of yourself go mm-hmm. or not go like let your guard down a little you know if that means like you're really stubborn and you know that if you're going to be intentional with your husband or wife you have to kind of stop that mm-hmm. um a little bit people i think people have a hard time with that i feel like we do that very good i'm sure we have we have our things but yeah i do think we do a very good job of trying to do that and you know and, friendships as well and one thing i've heard i know you've heard and maybe all y'all have heard out there too is just Every day, just trying to almost. I know, like we're both competitive people. Me and me and Sam, we're both super competitive. And for me, it's it's I try to outserve her. Like it's almost almost like a game in my head. Like did I did I win today or did she win today? He usually wins. I'm not even gonna lie. And so that's just that's just my goal is because I love to win and I'm very competitive. And it's not having that overarching thing of hey, I won seven days this week. You won zero and you're a piece of crap and I'm great. It's like I hold that. I come over to her and start saying that it's, it's more of just, just trying to out out serve just because I know there's going to be days where it's going to be where I give a hundred percent and she doesn't have much to give because she's tired or there's going to be days where I'm Mm -hmm. tired. I'm beat up. I'm sick. You know, I had a rough day, something happened. um, And that's where she's going to, that's where she's going to be there. That's what I think the everyday practice of who you are in marriage and in relationship will get you through those days where you have nothing to give because I, I will say without the preparation that happened um, yeah. just in our relationship 
beforehand, the passing my grip hold a lot harder. But it would, and it still was hard. Not saying anything easy about it, but just having her there and her knowing me and her knowing how I mm-hmm. process, her knowing how I. What? Sorry, he was like nose diving right in my hand. <laughs> and uh, her knowing just who I am and how and how to be there for me, just helped a ton. And mm-hmm. so just that being able to happen. I think that also goes with relationships and friendships, you know. Go ahead. I was just going to say something we talked a lot about was that me and Grant have never experienced death in our life, and we are both a little fearful of mm-hmm. how we would handle that um, situation. And because, obviously, it's inevitable, and it was hard, and obviously harder even on Grant. Because um, Grant had to watch, and I'll let you guys talk more about this, but of course he was sad because of his grandpa, but he had to watch his best friend lose his dad also. Yeah, yeah, it was hard, wasn't it? And you had to watch your daddy watch your his dad. Um, and so I think that was something we always were so nervous about. And, um, your friend dad. And I do think because that we're super, we, we talked about that before, that that's a fear for us, how we're going to handle those situations. So, think that just the fact that we talked about that and how we're going to handle it together and face it as a team made that easier not easier i don't want to say that but uh, but but it made it it made it to where we can yeah made it to where we can go through it a lot better and it it saved extra pain that could have happened i guess the way to put it yeah and so that's where i think preparation and practice of us doing things for each other daily um Mm -hmm. just really helped out And, and and friendships there's the same thing there you know without um intentional conversations of of, catch, of seeing how your friends are seeing how seeing how your buddies are seeing seeing how they're doing there's so many little things with that that'll um well just, like i said distracted a little bit but um there's so many there's so many friendships that you have that you just got to be intentional with i know for me i being in Missouri, it, I, I sometimes forget, you know, that, hey, life's also going on back home. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure when you were in Texas or you're in Florida, yeah. it's kind of also it's just trying to remember, hey, things are also happening back back yes. where you're from mm-hmm. um, and your people. Their things are happening, good things, bad things, indifferent. And it's just checking in on your people. Uh, life's so easy now where we can reach out, but we still forget to. And I think with friends especially, it can be harder. It can be hard to be intentional and confrontational with your friends too um one thing i appreciate about my friend group from home is that when something bothers us we just say hey that kind of bothered me or Mm. i didn't like this or can we talk more about this you know and um i think that's really important in friendships too because again the same thing with marriage some things happen that can make or break it and if you're just very open and honest and talk about the hard things more often than not i think that it can prepare people better yeah and and then not, not trying to keep harping on it, but I mean, even now going to a, a new side of it, because like the purpose of practice is what we're calling this is because practice is in everything we do. There's, so we're related back to sports, uh, NFL, there's 16, whatever, 18 games, whatever it is now, I can't forgot, mm-hmm. is they practice 365 days a year, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that one off week, but for, for the 16, for the 16 games. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's what is it like one, one one hundredth? Or I mean, not not that. Like one you one one seventy fifth. I mean, of the time. I mean, for the, the big moments, the big the big opportunities. But it's just 
lives about the the mundane almost yeah yeah like it's how you conquer the mundane how yes, you how you conquer the right. slow times because it is life does get mundane especially you get married and have a like baby that that part of life starts to feel very much the same thing like you're just surviving every day it can feel like mm-hmm. you know so i think you that's the rest of your life you got to mm-hmm. figure out like how can you make that the best day every day how, how can you master the mundane yeah and how can you put the mundane like you know whether it be business um like in in business, you know, every day at work, you know, you're probably going to do every month, you know, beginning of the month, you're going to do your quarter, your monthly things, you're going to do your quarterly things, you're going to do weekly things, you're going to do, it, it's, it's going to repeat itself. But how you master it and how the emotion you have behind it and the people you talk to and how you talk to them and just how you, how you decide to live and how you decide to just truly work. Are you going to go above and beyond or are you just going to slack that day? Because if you slack that day, I mean, it may not catch up with you then, but when that big emergency comes, hey. Mm-hmm. If you if you've been the one slacking for three months, you could be the one getting fired. Straight be up. I mean, because it's, it's noticed. Um, but if you're the one, I mean, just thinking out loud, everybody makes the same pay on the same job. Let's just say that, okay? Everybody makes that same twenty dollars an hour. Are they going to keep the person who's working their ass off? Or are they going to keep? Are they going to fire him and keep the person who's just been been there the longest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> they're probably going to keep the one that's been working really hard. That's, that's my Because thought. they're getting more for their money, for one. Yeah, more for their money. I mean, as a business person, you're going to want to keep the person that's working hardest, you know, yeah. making the most calls, doing, right. the, doing the most business. And so, I mean, every day it's just going about and conquering that day because as more you pile on the, the victories and amass the victories, when those big hard times come up, I mean, it'll, it'll be it'll, – it'll be, easy for you almost because mm-hmm. you've done you've already mastered the the monotonous um yeah. might as well when the hard times come when the rain comes it's easier for you to get through mm-hmm. it than others mm-hmm. just being honest because you know how to push through how do you um see like how do you practice now that you're a dad how does what does that look like like how does that change your mindset on things and um how do you do that with him and being a parent so yeah, so when we're on walks, I make sure to hit the bumps because I want to tell him <laughs> that life's not easy, brother. Yeah, that's true. Life's not easy. It's not always gonna be smooth sailing. It's not always gonna be just, just, just nice interstate. You know, sometimes you hit those Oklahoma roads or those Louisiana roads, mm-hmm. and those things are bumpy. Okay, but honestly, we go on walks. Grant goes on walk with him every single day. Um, however, sometimes I'll join, and. He does hit the bumps, and I'm like, babe, can we not hit? Like, I mean, his head's in there bouncing around. <laughs> and, you know, he, I don't know if you've seen Briggs, but he has cheeks, okay? And they just bounce him like this. And I just, he, and he literally says every time, I'm pra- I'm preparing him for what life's like. It's bumpy sometimes. Yeah, and, I mean, I say that as a joke. Uh, I don't always try to hit bumps, but they're just, hanging those roads are bumpy. I should be honest. They are. The sidewalks. The, the sidewalks have, have every five five feet or three feet, whatever it is, it's, well, and so I'm just saying, but how how I try to do that now is you know I try to oh achieve. guys, he just smiled so big. It's Sorry, just how I, I melt. It's how I go about how every day. I know, I know one day he's gonna look back and say what what did what did I see growing up because things are caught mm-hmm. not taught. That's what yeah. I've heard a thousand times recently, and so he's gonna catch more things than than I try to teach him. Um, so I'd rather live the principle than teach the principle. 
because um, if I'm living it, I'm, I, I feel like that's gonna have more return than mm-hmm. me trying to teach a, a principle I'm not living myself. Well, I'm just saying, like, when you observe someone, do people it. People can well, and people can say one thing and act another, and how they act is truly who they are. Are you gonna follow follow the coach who, like, say say you're say you're do, say you have a strength coach, okay? Strength strength and Strength, yeah, fitness coach, okay? Yeah, okay? Are you going to follow the coach who's 700 pounds? Um, or are you going to follow the coach, what? I don't know if I should say that on the podcast, but I don't know if you can follow someone around with 700 pounds. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm. But are that's you gonna, not mean. I just... Are you going to follow the person that's, that, that's doing it themselves? Or are you going to follow right. the person who, who just, who's never done it, never never done his own thing, and never lived it, any of these principles he's trying to teach, mm-hmm. or she's trying to teach, and so I'd rather follow a person who's doing it, and so that's what I—that's the example I want to be for him. Mm-hmm. Is I want to be able to say, "Hey, everything I'm telling you to do, I've tried to do, uh, and mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done it to the best of my ability, and I'm going to help you walk through it as well. However, mm-hmm. I can show you that." And I think that was your question: was yeah, uh, how, like how, this, do how, I, that, how do I? How did how do how do you practice every day? Like how, how did how do you every day and with him try and, to. And yeah, so another thing. He's little. It's yeah, he's right little, and, and I mean, four months old. He's a baby. And it's so right it's now. a lot of these principles he doesn't catch. But another thing is that I've said over and over again to some buddies up here is, because uh, like when I have guys group, I'll bring him with me sometimes. <laughs> oh, he's about to get back. He's a little hungry, but that's okay. Um, and so, well, I told guys this a lot is, you know, as like truly like psychological and everything. I don't know when babies start picking up on what you do because you always hear those things of like, oh, like, like I saw our son or our kids doing this, yada, yada, yada. Oh, and then the wife or the husband's like, that's exactly what you do. I'm like, oh, I never knew that. And so you never know when your kid starts picking up on things that you do. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, it could be now when he's four months old or it could be when he's two years old. It could be when he's five years old. But I'm not going to wait till he's five years old to start doing those things now because I don't know when that truly happens in the brain when he starts picking up on when I start when well, doing things. Well, and not only that, but, like, you also have to – when you become a parent, you teach yourself. Like, you – it gives you some different motivation of how you live your life every day and why. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, non. Um, and so I think, like – why would you start when you think they can remember? Because why? Because it makes you a better person overall. That it helps you to be a better person to try to to live that way. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to be like, oh, let's wait till you know they're five? Because that's not going to do anything for you. You know. I'm practicing who I want who I want to be today, so that one day when it does matter of who I am, before it comes into play, the purpose of practice. There you go. That's right. And so that, that goes in everything, whether it be marriage, relationships, business, mm-hmm. um, financial, you know, you prepare, you practice your money habits, you practice your money habits for when that economic do- downturn happens, or you practice for when, you know, you run into, because say you run into $100 million, you know, and you start booming in business, who you are now with your, with your money is who you are, you would be when you have a lot of money. So if we, yeah, if if we had ten dollars to our name now and we're giving people, and we when we when we have ten million dollars, we're still gonna be giving giving people. 
that's it's who you are it's who you practice and who you prepare yourself to be and i think that's that's kind of what i what i want to talk about is just i just hope and encourage you out there today that that you practice that you know today is not just another day today's a day that you're practicing for who you want to be and who you're constantly becoming because you're constantly becoming someone that's going to be great and you're going to define yourself by what you do today that was pretty profound. I usually have one little line in, in a podcast <laughs> yeah. that always kind of just, bam, gets some people. But uh, Right in the heart. I like that one. But just go be your best person. Be your best. Be the best man you can be. Be the best husband you can be. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best friend you can be. Um, even if it's just another day, it doesn't matter. You'll you'll be great. He's growing my hair. Can you just the back, the other hand? Uh-oh. Yeah, it's that one. Thank you. And so I just want you all to know out there, you're great. You're awesome. You're going to do great things. Just start preparing today. Start doing the things you got to do today. One thing I know that's helped me here recently is just a little list of three things I'm going to do each and every day. And at the end of the day, I look at it and I write a big W or write a big L. And I personally, wives, if any wives are listening, yeah. um, that's, that's helpful. I will say, I will say. When, um, you know, they make a list and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, I'm a list maker. So when Brent makes a list, it just makes me very happy because then he doesn't forget things as easily. And so with this, with this, this is a daily task. It's not like five-year goals. Uh, you should make five-year goals and this daily task should help get to you, get to those five-year goals. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, my, my, year two year goals whatever i want to have this this coaching business of financial coaching and help them with financial helping people get into a financial position to where they're um they can be the be who they want to be reach the goals they want to have and so what i'm doing every day is i'm doing these lessons learning more and reaching out to more people the second thing is sorry (laughs) the second thing is um you know i want to um be a better husband and so I try to go above and beyond for her each and every day. And so, and you want to continue these these things you write down each and every day until they become mm-hmm. a habit. Well, and listen, girls, when he started doing this, I started getting my feet rubbed, my back rubbed. Why are you frozen? Well, because I was just in the middle of talking. Oh well, I'm just, I was very excited. I'm oh very yeah, passionate very passionate about, about it. So I'm sorry for interrupting, but I had to let him know that it's a good thing. Yeah. And so, uh, it's just, it's three different tasks. The other, the other task I did was just reaching out to a friend, um, encouraging somebody out there just cause, uh, I, we, we all, we all can be selfish and we need to have gratitude. We need to be thankful. And so that makes me be thankful and have gratitude for where I am. So reach out to somebody, tell them you love them, mm-hmm. be the better you today practice and set a plan to do that like i think it's easy to be like i want to be a better person but like what are you going to do every single day to make that happen and i also don't think there's ever a time when you can stop trying to be better so honestly for the rest of our life we'll be having daily tasks i'm sure to try to just how can i be better today um i think that that's just an ongoing thing be better today than you were yesterday all you can do do the best or all we can with what we have, right? Yep. Go practice, be better, 
Y'all have a great day. Bye, guys. Greg says bye.